We have our first guest on the podcast, Faisal Lawrence. Ooh, Do you want to? You're yeah, you're number one. This is oh, a big deal. Fuck yeah. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us. Little... No. <laughs> no. I work for the Trump administration. <laughs> I uh, I think we're doing some good things. Uh, so you know, just keep giving money to Satan, and we'll and we'll get those Mexicans out for you. Uh, no. You're the ambassador of Middle East yeah, relations. I, that that's it too. Um, Trump thinks uh, Mexico and the Middle East are right next to each other. So are the same thing. Yeah, they're, 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 they are. I mean, they they're, are. They're, they're, we, we want all of them out. So um, Alex to remind me that you are important enough that you have a banner up at the Laugh Factory in Los Angeles, which actually is a very big deal. So thank you. Um, yeah, I have a weekly show at the Laugh Factory uh, for some reason every mm-hmm. Friday. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm on the marquee. It's on a banner. Like It's not like a paper banner. They will out every day. No, it's an electronic thing. And uh, yeah, that's uh, a big deal. I get to I get to matter for one day a week now. Um, but I was saying I didn't know, like. What did you do? What, or actually, I should start with this. When did you first start in comedy? Uh, I did my first set like thirteen years ago, but I wasn't I wasn't doing it like like really. I was more just kind of you know, seeing what I just saw. I was I, I went to like a hookah bar and they had a comedy night. And this was weird because it was like a night where they'd get big comments like Sean, Marlon Wayne's. They both like work out there. Mm-hmm. The guy who was doing it like was like friends with Vince Vaughn, got legit comics to do it. And I asked them like, "Hey, I always wanted to do comedy. Can I try?" He gave me three minutes. I was terrible, but he's like, "Not that bad for the first time, but pretty bad." <laughs> uh, yeah, it was actually pretty bad. Um, it was. And then, but I, he's like, come back, you got something. And then I just kept like messing around and doing it. And then eventually I just, I was just kind of doing it as a hobby. And then I would like do it and I wouldn't do it. And I, I just kind of didn't do anything. And then like in my late, I was going to like applying for law school. And then I discovered Molly and I didn't want to go to law school anymore. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So then after, yeah. So I didn't do anything for years. And then like when I got closer to 30, I was like, I need to, do something and my friends really my one of my best friends uh danny waters who's like a working actor he pushed me really hard to do it to like go back and do it so i i did it and because i came back and i'd already done it before i stood out and shot like shot up quicker the second time the actual when i actually gave it the college try i got looked at the mics and the bringers and everyone was rooting for me so people were attending my show so all that combined got me looked at to the point where i got the weekly show at the laugh factor within like two years yeah, that's actually like, very like, impressive, though. Like I feel two and like a half years, yeah. <laughs> being in comedy, like you know that, like to rise up that quickly to have a, a weekly show, and it's also like we're not in like Omaha, like we're in <laughs> Los Angeles. So, yeah. but were you like growing up? Were you the class clown? Like, did you oh, always yeah. know you wanted to do comedy? Or? Oh yeah, yeah. When I was um, when I was a kid, I saw like The Mask, and then I saw like Ace Ventura, and I was like, oh, we could be funny. And my, you know, and I wasn't really like. I was, you know, I used to just, I even like went before that I was, I always used to like mimic Tom and Jerry, like do that. The other thing, every time where he, uh, where, where I tiptoed, just like I was, I, I'm talking about like four years old. So I was always like goofy. I think, uh, you know, I grew up, you know, I grew up with kind of a rough life. So like, so I think I just was, that's how I coped. And then like, uh, yeah, I think people always ask me like, what was, what made you want to get in the comedy? I'm like, well, when your dad leaves at five, I think that's like the best. <laughs> if you could go back in time and have your dad leave at five and you and want you to get attention and you want that attention, that you will rise in comedy so fast. Oh my God. Yeah, when you have daddy issues. Yeah, Tiffany Hash has two bad parents and look how fucking great she is. I wish my mom wasn't such a good parent so I fucking could have made, maybe I fucking, maybe he ready, but no, that's all right. I guess I was, 
guess I'll just have celebrate Mother's Day. <laughs> no, I feel like daddy issues. You'll rise fast in comedy, and you'll also rise fast in porn. Either way. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You don't. Uh, how many times do the two intersect, though? Not enough. Honestly. Not enough. I don't not think enough. Not enough. The two greatest things. But I always think like, um, I actually was going to bring that up to you. Like, oh, what do you think makes somebody want to be a comedian? And I feel like it's like normally the story is always so similar. Like when I was younger, um, like I was telling Al like a little while ago, like I had a lazy eye, like I was overweight. I had fucking frizzy hair. Like, mm. so the only, I was not athletic. Like the only thing I could bring to the table was making people laugh. And that's how I made friends and it just kind of like that was always my thing in life I was like okay I'll be the funny one like I'll entertain people and I feel like if I can't make people laugh I almost don't know what I'm doing in a social setting yeah I feel like you don't it doesn't have to be necessarily like like oh laughter is what I had but you have to have like you have to have something something that where you don't relate to everybody right something like 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 for example Chris D'Elia had like such a like he had a pretty good life growing up he was privileged mm -hmm. and stuff so he has something I think his thing is like I'm not really I don't want to like speak for him, but I think he has like a little social anxiety. Like even though he's like a good-looking, cool, and very talented guy, I think he has like a little social anxiety, mm -hmm. and I think that's his thing because he grew up very privileged. Like he grew, up, he had a great life. Like he has great parents. You could tell when you talk to him. He's like a, he's like he comes from a good home. He's a great guy, raised well. Um, but like you could, you could also, you could uh, hold on. Let me pick up that name I dropped, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, he, yeah, he's like, you could, he's got that something. Like I, for me, it's my dad walking out. It's also the fact that I'm, even though I'm like, I was born here, still kind of, you know, I was the, you know, I, there was an Arab community, but when I went to school, I didn't know any Arab kids. Uh, my sixth grade year of uh, middle school, I had four classes where I was the only non-Hispanic kid, and they would like not only did they not like me, they literally would beat the shit out of me some days. Uh, it's okay. I, it's okay. It's okay. I, I, they, they. I assume all have, have, have you know, I assume they're raising their kids better now because they've had fifteen, sixteen years to raise their kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not petty. I, again, Trump twenty twenty. I think we're. <laughs> You're you're very much in favor of the wall at this point. Yeah, just around that school. Just. <laughs> Oh I also God. would put it. I'd also put like a wall like, around like Thousand Oaks. I don't think we need any of those white people coming down into LA. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, I feel like I was t like saying like to Al that. Uh, have you seen uh, Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino's, or have you listened to their new podcast? Or oh, they have it? a new podcast. Yes, it's oh. it's brand new. It's like they're only on episode two. It's called Bad Friends. Oh yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're like really funny to watch because they actually like they love each other. They're best friends and they fucking they. Talk so much shit, but I haven't, I haven't, I haven't heard it. So. And they're kind of like an unlike, like do you, right? Like I feel like they're kind of like an unlikely pair. Yeah, like, as I would far expect as, that. Yeah, um, but they like sort of get into a little bit like on there about like what makes like a comic, you know, a comic. And I was, I didn't know that Bobby Lee had such a like a fucked up childhood, but there definitely seems to be like a common thread of like having some type of problem whether it's like you said it's like social anxiety or something about themselves or you don't have a great home life that sort of like pushes you. To then like find the funny in like the darker situations. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Just you just need something where you don't see things the way you don't you don't relate to the world, and then you find the way you relate to the world, and then you say it to strangers. Like you have a like that's what it is. I think with comedy, I think you have to feel feel like you. It's like you telling you like strangers the way you see the world, and you and somehow that that finds entertaining because you don't see the world the way everybody else does, like. Yeah, that, there's like things I'll say, and you know, before I like be became like more known as like, oh, I'm a comic. 
I, people used to be like, oh, that guy's inappropriate. Now I'm just like eccentric. <laughs> but yeah. like before, it's like, yeah. But because you've never, it's not like I changed. I've been saying the same shit. I've been saying it like, you know, it's like. Before, if I was like, oh, that girl, that girl looks like she has chlamydia, they'd be like, why would you say that? But now I'm like, that girl looks like she has chlamydia. The face is funny. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're making a career out of it, out of pointing yeah, yeah, out yeah. people Purport, who look like they have STDs. Yeah, I, 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 well, I'm also a part-time OBGYN. So. <laughs> you're Actually, I that'd be a great, a great job for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think, I used to, you know, it's so funny. I used to have a joke about my cousin was going to be a doctor. And I told him to do, do whatever he wanted except for being, it's like a joke I couldn't do anymore. Because of like like because it's it's it would get me canceled, but the joke used to be that I he was trying to figure out what kind of doctor he wanted to be. I said do whatever you want, but don't be the gynecologist. And the whole reason was that if he was looking at pussy all day, he would get he would turn gay because he, it reminded him of work. Yeah, and like and the, so you can't make a joke where the premise is there's something wrong with being gay. Also, even back then, I'd say like this is how stupid I am. I think you could turn gay by looking at too much vagina. Like yeah. But yeah, and then I said he'd have he started having anal sex with his wife, and then he'd switch, slowly like end up at the Abbey with a mesh T-shirt because oh he, because he was you know for yeah. any like non-LA listeners like the Abbey is like the big gay bar. In- oh, well, there's the, many, but everyone knows the Abbey. It's, I would think. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, that's uh, you know that that is the that's the busiest bar in America. No, that's really? the that's the busiest bar in America. It is huge. I looked in there the other day, and I'm like, it look, it just goes on for miles. Like you just, it's like dudes as far as the. Actually, I feel like it's men and women there. That's like a straighter gay bar. Yeah. Even though you got like guys shaking their ding dong on the um, top of that. But um, yeah, they they uh, it's also a good place for like men on business trips to like cheat on their wives with a man. Like it's like, hey, I'm in town for two nights. <laughs> right, and nobody would call you out for being there. You'd yeah. be like, oh, well, it's like kind of a gay bar, but also just like a social setting. It's not too gay for yeah, you to yeah. not be yeah, seen. Yeah, they have great music too so but they uh yeah like i think i think it, yeah it's a pretty straight gay bar plus it's, it's like you're having an affair no one's gonna look for you in weho that's true no one's gonna look at you at a gay bar that's it's a smart place to have an affair. so if you're gonna have an affair straight or gay do it at the abbey oh my god yeah that's just, I, I remember i was just like i thought about that one i was like oh it's a great place to cheat yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, you don't go to your usual spots just go to west hollywood and like it's not gonna look for you there and then you also in the presence of the woman, they, she thinks you're fucking like, oh, he's woke, he's here, he's comfortable. Meanwhile, no, you, no, he's a piece of shit. He's he's cheating on his family with you, Stephanie. It's always Stephanie. Stephanie is always Stephanie is the only only one that would fall for a guy who's married that would take her to a gay bar. I don't know if you know that. It's a common fact. Poor Stephanie. Poor fucking Stephanie. Poor you Stephanie. You have data on that. I can sense it. Mm. What's that? What, do you know? Did you fuck a Stephanie? No, if, but we all know that Stephanie. Oh, fucking Steph, fucking Stephanie. My ex is Stephanie. She was a cheating whore, actually. <laughs> Now I think about it. Yeah, she cheated. That girl cheated on me. Here's my high school sweetheart, but she. Uh, yeah, you know what's funny? I'm gonna I'm gonna sidetrack. The Abbey used to be the old. We used to, sometimes I do Sunday shows at the comedy store, and during the winter, nothing's open at night. Right here, now. LA's like closed in the winter on a Sunday night. Uh, but the Abbey was always like the only place that was popping. So we, I remember one time we go. One of my fr- that same cousin I was telling you about was a little like. Like he wasn't like he didn't have anything against gay people, but he was a little like homophobic in that he was just like not comfortable at a gay bar. So, but that time he was okay with it because he was drunk and there was a girl he liked and she was like, "Let's go." And he's like, "Okay, I'll be with the girls. I don't care." And then me and my friend were like, "Well, f- you know, this is how dumb we were in our like early twenties. We're like, if I get hit on, I'm gonna pretend to- we had this little black friend named Tony, 
And my friend Ruben and I were like, well, if I get hit on, Tony's going to be my boyfriend. He's going to be – and then he's like, fuck that. He's my boyfriend. We're like pulling him back and forth. He's like five foot four. <laughs> we're like, he's my boyfriend, my boyfriend. As I, as I, and then my friend just like jokingly pushed me. He's like, back up. This is my dick. And the biggest, buffest black guy, I swear, I don't know where he came from. He just came from the shadows. like, who's got a big dick? Oh. And we both pointed at Tony and got walked away and we left him there. I think, I think they're married now, Tony, yeah. the big black guy. Dude, nobody's having, <clears throat> if I can choose what to come back in in like, my next life, like I want to be a gay man. And I'm not saying that like I know they man? have, yeah, like I want to look like Terry Crews and be gay. Oh, that'd be Because like, then like nobody's going to fuck with you because like you'll, you could beat the shit out of them. But like also, um, it's, I don't know. I just feel like, I'm not saying that they don't have struggles because I'm sure you do like coming out to your family. But once you do and you move to WeHo, nobody is having more fun than gay men. Like, yeah. Every night they're out there getting laid, dancing in the streets. Nobody's fucking judging you. Like, if you're gay and you live anywhere but like a metropolitan city, move. Yeah. Move to WeHo. <laughs> move to WeHo. Guess what? Yeah, they, come here. Come, come here. here. Guess what? You don't even need. You know, there's. You know what I like that the homeless people in WeHo are gay too. Yes. The I've homeless. Seen it. Yeah, it's like even the homeless people are gay. Gay. They're like. It's like it's like it's like I don't feel comfortable in Silver Lake being gay and homeless. I'm just gonna go over the WeHo. It's like it's like they're a little cleaner. They're like cleanlier gay. Yeah. They're cleanly. They're like and they're, they're fashionable too. They talk shit. To, they talk. Sh- they talk good shit to you. They talk good shit. Then like you got a dollar. Like I'm sorry, I don't have any change. Well, of course you need you need more than I do, bitch. You're like <laughs> you're fucking, <laughs> with your fucking weave and shit. Like I was like, oh damn, damn. And that's a white guy, by the way. <laughs> oh my, yeah, no, they, it's amazing. Like I saw a guy the other day, like. It was like he was like homeless chic. Like he had on like Daisy Dukes and like a bikini top. And it was like oh, it was a, dirty. Like you could tell he slept outside. But I'm also like, oh, he actually like it is kind of hot at the same time. That's like, a crack whore. That's, you saw a crack whore. You saw a male tranny crack whore. Uh, transgender, sorry. It was actually facial outside. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Well, you know, com- you. Com- comedy is not lucrative. I make $10 at the imp- every time I do the improv. Let's We're- get into like the. Do- let's get into some. I know you never like to talk shit about people. So you can. You don't have to name names. I know you wouldn't. Uh, no, I'm in a bad mood. I'll name names. Every, like, oh. First of all. No, because then you're going to call us tomorrow and be like, for- also edit out all of that. No, no. I'm, I'm starting with you. Brie Hunter. No. <laughs> <laughs> she, her podcast says she's fucked. And I know for a fact you don't fuck. So. This is true. No, we, we talk about that on here. We, yeah, I figured that. <laughs> <That's what laughs> Al wanted to get like not a countdown, but I guess like a count up. Or no, what did you say? Like the signs that say we've gone so many days without someone getting injured. Yeah, like yeah. you wouldn't have a job. Yeah, 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 exactly. But the days that you haven't been fucked. Yeah. Which yeah, is you like, got a great voice, by the way. Oh, thank you. I tell him all a radio voice. Yeah, he does. He sounds like God. He could be the next Morgan. <laughs> he said he could be the next Morgan Freeman. Like, Ooh. say something God would say to us. T- say something to Faisal specifically. Faisal, I like your shirt. I don't know if God would say that though. I think no. God would. I think God would say like, "Hey, just keep sinning. You're not getting in." <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, just keep sinning. You're not getting in. Yeah. No. My God is uh, Allah, so he's Arab. So <laughs> you do an Arab accent. <laughs> my, my 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 God is my God is a my God is the same same voice as a guy who sells you a used car. No. <laughs> oh well, now I'm going to hell, and I'm gonna get hate mail if this ever goes super viral. Are <laughs> you um? You're half Saudi. Half Saudi. Half Iraqi. Oh yeah, uh, my mom is a Saudi like born a in Iraq. Middle Eastern Neapolitan sort of. Yeah, kind of. They're they're fucking all trash. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm a Gulf Arab though. We 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 are we are we have the oil. Oh, so you feel like you're better then? Uh, no, I know we're trash. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm really pr- no, I'm proud of the both of those. See, Iraq. I like Iraq because Iraqis are tough. They have a great culture. They're 
the, the, the birthplace of algebra and Mesopotamia. And I like Saudis just because they're like fucking crazy rich they're Asian rich. Arab. Yeah, there's no, they're, yeah, they're, they're trash people, but they fucking got money and they, they do, they do, they do fun things. I, I like, I like, I love both those countries, but I, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm like American more than anything. There was a time in my life um, where I was like hell bent on marrying like an Arab guy. Any, anyone, like anyone who identified as like an Arab nation, I would have taken any of them. It really didn't matter. Are you and Thomas Dale? You oh, know Thomas Dale? Yes. Yeah, he loves Arab men too. I think. Oh my God, we have to link up, dude. I, I love Thomas Dale. He's so sweet. Uh, he sucked my dick. Uh, he, yeah. <laughs> no. It's so funny because uh, he did my birthday show. Like I only I only wanted my friends on my on my birthday, yeah. like friend, comic friends at least. And so I had like Crystal Marie, who's my Iraqi like cousin. I call her my comedy cousin. But I had him on too. And he was like, he, he's, he, you know, he just sounds like a big, he's from Long Island. So he sounds like a big gay cartoon cat. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Faisal thinks I did this show because I'm his friend. I'm just trying to suck his dick. I'm trying to fuck him later. He's, yeah, he's like, yeah. And he was hitting on that dude. Remember he was hitting on that guy in like the front row? It was oh, yeah. like some young, like brown dude who's very cute. I saw him. <clears throat> I was up in the rafters. Yeah. I think that was my friend actually. <laughs> Because I mean, most of the show were like people I knew personally right. that, that were there too, like the attend, like, yeah. Wait, Bree, you said you used to have a thing for Middle Easterns. What happened? It went away. Yeah, what, what happened? I still do, but I just had to like expand my horizons. You know, I'm an extremist. Yes. So I either want like a brown dude, I'll take Indian or Paki as well, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> or I want like an older white dude. Like I want a white guy in his 40s who like at least has the same musical interest. Like you don't want a do. white guy. How boring is that? Um, when they're old, it's like they have a good, you know, 401k and they like the Eagles. Like there is like a certain. They eat the same things you eat. They eat the same shit I eat, which is nothing at this point. Rice cakes and shit. Um, but yeah, I go back and forth though. Like sometimes I have like guys from college who will like still hit me up and I'm like, fuck. Like I like, what do they say in like the Godfather? Like just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. That's (laughs) how I feel about Arab dudes. What about you, Faisal? Do you like Arab women? No, no. no. Nope. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. I, uh, I have, I have like, I, it's, I'm not really race, race wise. It doesn't matter, but, uh, I strongly, but I, I care about my credit. So I date white women. Okay. So I want good credit. I want someone who gets co-signed for me. Well, I think the better question is, do you find them, uh, like what are you most attracted to? Or- um, I usually, you know, I honestly usually like just like white and black women. Like I, I, it's, I know that completely. Opposite. I'm usually. I'm gonna it, jump in here if you don't tell the truth, and you and I, I both know like the white, truth. I usually like white women. Uh, and what? And that they're skinny as fuck. Thank you. I like skinny women. I like, I like, I like, I like, like Olsen twin skinny women. Not like my, like the girl, <laughs> like uh, just got out of a just got out of a relationship today. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the girl I was dating was very, very thin. Um, when I found out there was a hunt that, that she had a triple digit, triple digit weight. I was like, what the fuck? I, that's why we ended the relationship. I was like, you're 101 pounds? What the fuck? That is not... I, I know you're 5'9". She was 5'9", though. She, she, no, no well, she's not dead. I mean, she will be soon, I'm hoping. But uh, no, she's very sweet. I bet, you know, we got to respect her privacy. Alex Kramer. She lives in Sherman Oaks. Um, oh, she, my she, God. She would, she's fine. She, she would actually... She'd find that funny. Uh and, and yeah, she'll find that funny until ten years from now when I get a Netflix special and I'm with my with my wife who who uh, who who will appreciate a good man and we'll uh, be seventy pounds actually we'll be seventy yeah that's what we're going for. no she's she was great because she, she's she's great because she's can eat like eats a lot and stays skinny she's the one that still had like some ab definition and I'm like you don't fucking do anything 
you don't do anything. She's one of those people that you hate and like. Yeah, it's. I was just gonna say, like, did you see like the daggers coming out of my eye? <clears> yeah, she. No, nah, but she. She. She's great. Yeah, because I'm a leg guy, so I like. So I need. I like nice long legs. I don't really care. I like a girl who's a little flat. Actually, it's weird. I like the model body. I like the model body. Like even like when I go for a black girl, they're like, oh, so you like the curves? I'm like, no, still skinny. Uh, like, I like those skinny black girls, but skinny black girls still have like a little booty. Yeah. So yeah. The best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. And and if you have sex with them and you knock them up, you you got a good chance of your kid making it into the draft. So that's <laughs> so that's always good. That's always good. See, that's yeah. I'm gonna ban them like my dad did with me, and hopefully I come back and they're fucking the number one. Number one draft pick coming out of Villanova. I feel like. Or are you silly? I feel like you have a chance of doing that though. If I was an athlete. I was an athlete. Were I, you? Yeah, I was. I was an athlete. I just was. I was. You know, I was really good at football, but I was too skinny. I was 165 pounds, same height I am now, which is six foot, six foot one ish, mm-hmm. and then um, six one in feelers, and. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, but like, but yeah, no, I was fast. I, I ran a four four forty, which you wouldn't know what that is, but it's how f- fast you run the forty yard at the clock. If I know what that is, I'm not stupid. No, it's just not like a fucking. Are there any Arab athletes like uh, uh, NBA, NFL? Uh, I know there was some. I know there was some Egyptian like basketball players. They're they're good. So Le- the Egyptians? Egyptian and Lebanese. They're they play basketball. Saudis and Iraqis are good at soccer. Mm-hmm. Like they qualify for the World Cup just to get swept. Iraq would be better if they weren't fucking, you know, if they weren't playing on a minefield. Oh no! Uh, Saudis are just like, yeah, <laughs> they're not. They're just, they're just like good enough to qualify. <laughs> but that's, hey, that's it's better than Filipino teams. What the fuck have you done? Definitely. Yeah. Fuck you, you Philippines. Yeah. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I like. They got it. Manny Pacquiao. They're fine. No, come on, come my bute. I used to speak Tagalog actually. No. My nanny was Filipino. She, I learned a little. I from from age one to five, I lived in Saudi. So my nanny was Filipino, and I learned a little Tagalog. I don't. I didn't have anyone to practice it with. No way. I used to date Filipino girls, and I like the that. I, I can say actually. I dated. Yeah, I went. Well, a lot of my friends were Filipino because I played on a Filipino basketball team. Like there was like a team, like a, like in a, there was a Filipino league in L.A., and I was the I was the import. You were allowed two, not this shit's racist. You were allowed two non-Asian or Philippine or Pacific Islander players, and their combined height couldn't be twelve feet. So it was me and there was a black guy named Moses, and he was five foot eleven. I was six foot, and we fucking just snuck in there. Oh my god! Good, yeah. I feel like you said something before though that like uh, stood out to me when you were like talking about your girl, and you said like, "Oh no, like she would find this funny." Yeah, she's great. I feel like as like a comic, like that's part of the struggle is like of dating somebody is like someone who understands like. The fact that you have a persona and you're a comic and you kind of like are no holds barred. You can talk about it. Like that's something that I feel like I don't know how I'm going to find a guy who's confident enough to be cool with what I do. But also you probably won't. Yeah, I was going to say I was going to say I'll tell you right now. Yeah, won't. You won't. You won't. No, no. Guys, guys, guys. Egos are too big. No, you should should just try to find a girl who will because girls are. No, I got to be honest. Like um, my like ex that I did for four years, you know, she was, you know, she's been with me. She was with me when I was doing, when I came back and was doing the comedy. I made fun of her all the time. She was fine with it. She was completely fine with it. But, um, and then, and then the, my, my recent ex, she was super cool about it. She was a great person to bring, bring to comedy. Everyone, she's very likable. She's, she's Canadian. So, so she's super nice, passive, aggressively nice. And, but like, and she's like, she just so everyone she was just super friendly. She was she was cool to have and hang out. All the comics liked her. Um, like she she was 
she did she wasn't very hollywood so she didn't care like she, she made a great impression on uh ken jong again I got, i'll drop that name too and I yeah, he loves that. you oh yeah i'll say that yeah we yeah he did i love him too <laughs> not enough to give me any work but <laughs> but like no he's cool he's helped me out a lot um but yeah the like she she got if i even when i made whenever i made fun of her she knew it was fine she, she was she was fine she never she she would never have the instinct to like fucking even heckle one time one time my i had this joke about like how like ridiculous my ex was um, my my ex was about like if i didn't answer the phone i was like i'm I'm sleeping on the couch in my own goddamn house was like the line and then she yelled from the back she's like you're sleeping on it tonight and i was like you bitch are you heckling your fucking boy that was cold opening by the way which means which if you don't know that means you go on before the host to demean yourself more yeah yeah but it's like how you yeah yeah you said like the host so you take the bullets while everyone's ordering drinks and the host gets to come on yeah, but, uh, once everyone's warmed up. But I've had I've had people cold open for me. But it's a great opportunity, by the way, cold opening for like that's great. It's like you know that's how you start and you you get so good from that. But yeah, it's just funny because I was like, I was like I'm sleeping like I was like you sleeping on it tonight. And I was like you fucking good heckle though. I gotta be honest, good heckle. It was I got more laughs than the joke. <laughs> but you know like male or like guy. I don't know why I use the word male. This is in a fucking science class. Guy comics have like a better chance of getting laid than I think women comics do. Because when you, like Nikki Glaser says this all the time, like if you, um, as a guy, like you go up there and like you make everyone laugh, like women respond to that like viscerally. Mm -hmm. But if you're a woman and you go up there and you kind of like say what's on your mind, you make everybody laugh, like men may think you're funny and maybe even like they think that you're hot, but it's like church and state. It's like they don't want to laugh and fuck you all. Like it's like, you know what I mean? Like they feel like it might even be emasculating to them. I mean, I could, I could see that. I could, I could see that. I mean, I wouldn't think that, but like, you know. But you're uh, a comic, yeah, though. Exactly. So. No, I'm, yeah, I'm saying, yeah. But I could see that, like, a woman wouldn't, uh, yeah, like, yeah, like, if, yeah. If, when I never am ever sexier than when I get off stage. That, that's like, that's yeah. when I'm sexy. I've got, I've, yeah. It just also shows confidence, and I don't know. Maybe it's a, it's a male thing. They don't need a woman. They don't want a woman to be confident. A lot of these, a lot of guys. I, I maybe that's what it is because. To go up there, it's the most confident art in the world. You have to, it really is like the hardest art form in the world, stand up comedy. It's ridiculous. And you, you just, but so you have to have a lot of confidence. And maybe there's something unappealing about that to a caveman. <laughs> but, but, you know, that's, it's not, it's kind of like, I, I agree that it's not as easy. It's not as easy. Um, but, you know, I think. I think like depending on where you are too. Yeah. I think I think L.A. might be a little easier. Because everyone's in entertainment, exact, probably. Yep. I feel like that. Like for me, it's like Al just said, like, oh, you're never gonna find anyone. Like it's like the only people I'm gonna have luck with is men who are in comedy and have just as many fucking mental health issues as I do. So can you like, which is fine for the relationship. Like I'm into like telenovelas, but like, what about our kids? Like that's what I worry about. Like how is that gonna work out for them? It's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> no. You, you, Brie Hunter's fucked and so are her kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> Imagine I have like little incels. Like, oh, God, I wouldn't. Oh, nah, fucking terrible. I think, I, think, I think it'll be fine. I think, I think, uh, hey, ben, hey, Ben Stiller was raised by two comics. So, and he seems to be okay. Yeah, but that's it. Like, can you name any others? Uh, There's always like one, but can no, you name anyone else? Tom we'll see what happens with Tom Segura's kid and Christina P's kid. Oh yeah, there's a lot riding on you guys. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Hopefully. Are there any other comics in, that are dating? 
Any other? Uh, I know Benji and Jade Catapreta were Benji. N- N- Natasha Lagarde. Oh yeah, oh, yeah Natasha. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Most. One. Yeah, but they're they're fucking. They're just they're great all around. I don't, yeah, I forgot Natasha Legero uh, and Moshe Kesher. Kesher. I know it sounds Middle Eastern, so we were kind of ro- hoping you would pronounce I think it's it for us. Moshe Kesher. Yes. As a, yeah. I know how to say it. <laughs> we his... know who you are, and you're great. We can't pronounce your name, I, I'm, but we I'm do love you. I'm hungover. I was I was at a rave the past two nights. Yeah. By the way, I just listen. I'm not the model of how to live your life. I have a lot. Of, you know, like I'm mm. in a serious relationship with my. Hitachi vibrator at this point and I drink too much and I'm not eating but I don't think that if I could give you any advice it's why are we still going to raves uh I like the music no you don't listen if you have to get fucked up to like the music the music probably isn't that good I still listen to the music not uh, like stone cold sober at home I just don't (laughs) I'm just saying when I'm there, it's a party vibe. There's fucking lights and stuff. And then there's, it's just, well, the lights are, the lights and the lights and like the stuff. And like, if you go to a, like a fucking EDC kind of thing, the reason there's, there's so many pyrotechnics and lights up is because no one's actually playing an instrument or singing. So they have to keep you distracted. Like, yeah, it, there's a guy doing this and I get that he's not doing anything, but I do like the music that's coming out. <laughs> Oh. Now, now you said the past two nights you, know, you did the first night and that wasn't enough for you so you go back so friday I, friday after my show at the laugh factory 10 o'clock every friday uh <laughs> it, i went to i decided to go to this like underground deep house thing like, i had some friends djing and stuff so i was just like so i go and that was fun i only slept like an hour and a half had to be up early and i did that whenever i go home i take a nap and then i have my i have another show I had another show, so I went and did my spot at that show, and my friends with me, and then we go to um, Jay Catapres' birthday uh, at this tiki bar in Hollywood. But by the way, Lono Ooh, another, Tiki. Another another name drop on oh, you. Yeah, yeah, she's the host of the Soup every Wednesday at ten. Uh, I'll pick those. I'll pick all those names up later on my way out. Um, so she, so yeah, so we go to her birthday party and we're having fun. We're drinking. My friends like, hey, I got a table at this club academy, and then I, so I go and then. I'm like, and they, it's like feeling good. It's good. And I, and then I got hit up about another deep house. They're like, they're doing it again. It's the same place, different party. I was like, and they're dressing it up like Area 51. I was like, I was like, oh, I don't want the party then, even though I got to be up early again. <laughs> so yeah, I went back. I went back and uh, I went to Area 51. Then I went to Mars and then I uh, went home and yeah, and I had to be up early. So I, I'm on four hours of sleep for the whole weekend, probably. I think that's like your typical like when I first met you I feel like you were always partying like I, I, I'm a, I'm not a, in a bad way I just feel like you were like you were very social and you were always going no in a, in a bad way in a bad no I'm a big club I'm a big club rat and I, I think I live most of my life hungover but uh yeah no if I have like a big show I won't if I have like a big show I I, I like never hung over for Laugh Factory shows I, if I'm like featuring for someone I'll, I'll be sober the whole time uh like I won't go out drinking like the night before if I feature for like someone um, cause that's the level if you, you know, if you're, if for any people don't know comedy, that means you're like the opening act. So like, like when I had like, I did like five shows in two weeks with Maz Jabrani, who I like, you know, I have a lot of respect for. So I would never party before that. Actually I had a, like, I decided to take like September off of drinking until those shows were done. But when I'm just like doing my spots and work, like working on material and whatever, or doing my show, I, I, I can do that. I, I can disappoint myself. No, but I, I just like to part. I'm just like a, it's always been me. I like to drink. I like to party. I, uh, 
uh, like you know i've always been a club guy uh, the hollywood's my ho- like hollywood is i grew up a lot in hollywood i've been going to clubs since i was like 19 mm-hmm. and it's 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 a great place i love nightclubs it's the only place where they they have a guy in the front to make sure that the people coming in are pretty <laughs> and, he, and they and they think i'm a zealous celebrity so they let me in and they and i don't pay for much so i don't but. All right, one more. I know we went, Owls, like, looking at me. Yeah, we it's went, okay. You can edit out half of this. We went over so over time. I just want to know, because this is something that I always think about with you, mm-hmm. what was, what did you think of me when you first met me? Because you were, like, nice, but not really. I was nice, but not really. Yeah. I don't I don't make good first impressions, by the way. Uh, I'm someone, I'm, I'm an acquired taste, like a fine scotch or wine. Uh, or, like, the two... Dollar and sixty Seven Eleven pizza you bought the other day. I bought a pizza for two dollars and sixty cents. A whole well, pie. What well, you got is $2.60. A whole pie. Yeah, that's, yeah. Where, where, are you gonna, where are you going to find that fucking value? I was debating buying two, but I only bought one because you know you didn't have a also you didn't have five dollars and sixty five cents. <laughs> I can't eat that much pizza. Yeah, but still for the value, you could throw one. Yeah, <laughs> wrap it up, Bree. Oh, I thought we we're done. I, All right. that I, I know we that, that was it. That wasn't it. Oh, we have to have like an, Wait, another this is, sign. This off? is on video, people. Say say goodbye to the viewers. Come oh. on. All right. Um, motorboat me for the for no. the viewers. No. This is this going to be like every guest? <laughs> maybe actually. Maybe Her yeah. dad's coming on. No. <laughs> oh yeah. That, well, that's just like playing like they were kids. <laughs> That would have been a really great sign-off, except for now you see the dad thing, and it's weird. That made it better. I think so. Maybe just like nestle yourself in my boss somewhere to be uh, in my boss somewhere to be maternal but also sexual, in, a, a, an in-between state. I, I I don't know what that is, but okay. Oh, that's adorable. Oh, it's like maternal but also we can This has been a Lug Hole Podcast.